Please stand for the reading of the scripture. The first reading today is from the Gospel of John, chapter 7, 37 through 39. On the last day of the festival, the great day, while Jesus was standing there, he cried out, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me, and let the one who believes in me drink. As the scripture has said, out of the believer's heart shall flow rivers of living water. Now he said this about the spirit, which believers in him were to receive. For as yet there was no spirit, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Our second reading is from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 3b through 13. No one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. Now there are, a vari there are varieties of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are varieties of services, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who activates all of them in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good. To one is given through the spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the discernment of spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are activated by one and the same spirit who allots to each one individually just as the spirit chooses. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. This is the word of God for the people of God. poem I'm sharing with you this morning comes from Walter Brueggemann's book, Odd to Heaven, Rooted in Earth, and this is entitled, To Make Things New That Never Were. We name you wind, power, force, and then, imaginatively, third person. We name you and you blow, blow hard, blow cold, blow hot, blow strong, blow gentle, blow new blowing the world out of nothing to abundance, blowing the church out of despair to new life, blowing little David from shepherd boy to Messiah, blowing to make things new that never were. So blow this day, wind. Blow here and there power. Blow even us, force. Rush us beyond ourselves, rush us beyond our hopes. Rush us beyond our fears until we enact your newness in the world. Come, Spirit, come. So you may wonder why I didn't use the Acts passage out of the Bible that talks about the Holy Spirit coming and everybody having fire dancing on their head, and it lists all the places that 
people were from, and nobody can pronounce those names properly. Oops, and this is my watch telling me that it's looking for something, and I don't know what. But when I thought about what I wanted to preach, what I wanted to say to you today, the passages that fit were the Corinthians passage and the John passage. What I want to say to you today is that we are perilously close to my end time. And I want to tell you what a gift you have been to me this past year. You are a church that is filled with so much talent and so many gifts that I hope you've begun to recognize those things in yourselves. It is not something that you can take for granted. It's something that lifts you up. All the gifts that are listed in Corinthians are gifts that are evident here, with the possible exception of the gift of tongues and the interpreting of tongues. I haven't heard that happen, but <laughs> it may happen. And so I'm not going to say that it doesn't exist. I'm saying that it's not been my experience to witness that. But everything else you hold here, there's the gift of teaching, there's the gift of music, there's the gift of organization. We often underplay those people who have gifts of administration. And let me tell you, as one who does not have that gift, thank you for those who do. But this is a church that underneath the surface, there's something bubbling. And Judy and I have talked about this some that there's a little something going on under the surface. And I'm reminded of this when I watch what's going on just outside of Mexico City with Popo, that that's how volcanoes are, that they're always there with this stuff going on underneath. But every now and then it bubbles to the surface and we don't need an explosion. We really don't need an explosion. But we need to recognize what's bubbling to the surface. Now, when we met about core values and found three major core values in outreach, inclusivity, and growing in Christ, those three things, you have the capability right now to take those things and run. There's plenty of opportunity to take those things and run. But we need to know, collectively, what is it that really lights your fire? There are certain things that can get people really excited. And all too often, we'll get really excited about things, and then we forget to celebrate. We forget that it's important to celebrate those good things. 
Now, last week, when Avery made his announcement about how much money had been raised for camp, there was a lot of excitement here, and people were really thrilled at the amount of money that was raised. But I think the excitement had as much to do with Avery making the announcement as it did with the announcement that was made. That's been one of the things that has been bubbling up is including the kids in worship, having the kids be more involved in what's going on here. There have been comments made to me, and I'm sure to others, about the fact that the children brought in the light on Christmas Eve, that they carried their candles. And a couple of people have mentioned that when we've done two baptisms, that the children have sat on the floor to watch that. And they say it's really important and it's really neat to see those kids there. I'd like to remind you that the children that are here are all the children of EP. So if EP leaves, so do the children. Hmm. So what are you going to do about that? <laughs> okay, Kathy's not having any more children, so yeah. But but you have a whole neighborhood full of children here. And how do you find out what they want from a church? Does that light your fire? There's been some discussion about how do we connect in a more effective way and a more obvious way with different communities. How do we connect with the immigrant community? How do we connect with the LBGTQ community? How do we do that sort of thing? Does that light your fire? We have an aging congregation. Nothing wrong with that. But how do we serve those people? How do we make sure that the people in this congregation are being met for their, their needs are being met by those of us who are here? How do we reach out to people with disabilities? Do those things light your fire? To be able to Find those things that make you really excited and want you to do something. Latch on to that and move with it. You have the gifts. What you might lack is a little bit of direction. But you can do those things. And if you're going to wait for somebody else to do them, and I've heard this more than once or twice, we should, but I can't. We need to, but not me. And I'm telling you that the little things are the little things that you can do. This is the most joy-filled congregation I have ever seen outside of Lansing United Methodist in New York. You have so much going on with the inside stuff. But you're not 100% 
geared to taking that message outside. If we can all talk to each other in here, why can't we talk to people out there? It's not rocket science or rocket surgery, which was it? <laughs> Seriously, you are gifted, truly, truly gifted people. Don't downplay that at all. And if I can't do one other thing, I can throw a match on the fire. I can see you taking off. I can visualize that. Kathy and I were talking about this last week. It was really interesting because she has in her congregation, I think she's one of the younger people in the congregation. She's just a baby. She's a year younger than me. And so it's an aging congregation. She said on a good Sunday they have 14 people in worship. They have no music. They use canned music. And Kathy's a musician. Um, she said, it's, she, I don't know where we're going. I don't know what we're doing. I don't know. She said, it's so good to be in a church that you can see and feel life. And I said, tell me about that. Tell me about the life you feel and see in this place. And she said, first of all, people talk to each other. And so I reminded her that I visited the Remsen Church, which was the church that my children were raised in and that sent me to seminary. I visited that church maybe a year and a half ago because there was a guest musician that was a friend of mine, and not one person in that congregation, every single one knew me, not one person said hello or welcome or we're glad you're here except for the person who was the guest musician. Kathy said she thinks half of the congregation welcomed her. Does that light your fire? That you truly speak to people? You see who comes in the door? I was in the narthex and somebody came and Jeff hands this person a bulletin and they said, where is First Church? <laughs> so he took the bulletin back <laughs> and he said, we welcome you anyway, but you want to go over here. But everybody who walks in here is welcomed, whether they're here to worship with us or not. And if you don't welcome a person, hopefully they'll come back and you get a chance next time. Does that light your fire? The music in this congregation, the music here is outstanding. You get a little jaded when you hear it all the time and you say, oh, okay, yeah, we have great music. Don't take that for granted. When you've been to one service where they have canned music, let me tell you something. It is a gift to be in a church not only with fan, fabulous music, but with people who sing. And when you can hear people singing, when the organ is as loud as it is when you're up here, which I appreciate, I'm not complaining, 
But when you can hear people's voices, you know that this is a singing church. Or as a friend of mine from Alabama says, a sangin' church. So it's, it's something not to say, hey, it's good. But we've always had this. Because you may not have it forever. Unless, of course, that's the thing that lights your fire. This is the day in the life of the church where we talk about what the Spirit is up to. I don't know what the Spirit is up to in my own life, but I know for sure the Spirit's up to something. Mostly because I can't stop crying. And I was in a meeting a week or so ago, and I was sharing that whenever, in my experience, whenever I cry all the time without a real reason, it's because God's up to something. And I was told that tears are the sacrament of change. Tears are the sacrament of change. So incorporating that in my ethos, I'm welcoming that. But I also do not know what is next for you, what the Spirit is up to for you. But you need to pay attention to what is going on because the Spirit is up to something. And if you don't respond to what the Spirit is doing here, the Spirit might just go to the next place to see if we can get something going. There are opportunities. We've got people wanting to use this building all the time. We need to communicate with those people. Not all of them are church people. We can't make it a requirement. You use the building, you've got to come to church. Although, you could try. <laughs> but still, there has to be a way to attract people here because this is an awesome place to be. I'm very conflicted about leaving. Very conflicted. I want to go home. I want to live in one place. I want to live in a place that doesn't have stairs. But I'm going to miss the life here. And I've shared with many of you, I don't have a place to worship when I go back. There's no place for me to go that will give me what you have given me. So I'm really conflicted. But for you, my friends, people that I've come to love so deeply, I'm praying hard that the Spirit knocks you up the side of the head and tells you exactly what it is you're supposed to do. I'm hoping that the sparks of life that are here blaze into a conflagration that will set you all on fire. Sending kids to camp is a first step in making a huge difference, not just in this community, but in the community at large. What's the next step? Where do you go from here? What's the next thing? 
What lights your fire? What is it? Grasp onto that and go for all that you've got. God will be with you, and my prayers will be with you as well. Amen.